Well, good afternoon or morning. I don't know what time of the day it is when people will be listening, but welcome back to Truth Love. We're glad to be here. I have got my friend here, Elander, and here's what I'm going to say first. So I've had a lot of feedback on the episodes, and thank you, everybody, from for you know texting or sending out messages on Facebook or Twitter. And one of the things I keep getting is... Hey, Kim, you never introduced Elander, <laughs> but I actually introduced well, we him. I know it. I did, but I introduced him on the fourth episode instead of the first. So if you're, if you're tuning into this and you don't know who Elander is because you haven't listened to some of the other episodes, Elander and I worked together about 20 years ago right. in uh, the technology field selling software. Yes. To the federal government, and um, and then we went uh, di- went different ways. He stayed in the field of software, and I went and did all kind of things um, after that. So that is who Elander is. We've known each other for a long time, and then if you probably heard this in one of the other episodes as well. Uh, his wonderful wife Nicole here is with us, but she's not going to talk again today. But we're working on that. <laughs> Okay. Kim, I think you got a better shot at that. Okay. I know you always tell me that. So, so look, today's episode, I want to, the title of it is called, How Do You Love Me? Mm. You know, it, it is, mm. it's just, you know, not how could you love me, but how do you, right? And if you haven't looked at some of the past episodes as well, we've talked about love in terms of unconditional mm-hmm. love, right? Agape yep. love. So, how do you love me? Now, I was talking to Lander to coach the other day. The coach. Yeah. Okay. And we were talking about the state of our country. Ooh. And I hear a lot of things from people. Just It's not just uh, COVID, obviously, and the sickness and the economy, but it's been what's been going on within the administration Yeah. in terms of some of the things that have been said throughout you know, these four years, and these things really impact, you know, people of color like you and myself or anybody who's got um, a non-white skin, right, I think. And so we were just talking about some of that and sometimes, you know, how the the rhetoric has been really high. So I want to make it clear, I'm not talking about a political conversation today. Okay. But yeah, it's, but I want to talk about, uh, again, this, the administration and how uh, we've been treated. So it, this is not a message for Republicans or Democrats or, you know, it, it, it's not that I'm sitting here saying, hey, I'm pro-Biden or anti-Trump. I'm not. We are talking about humanity. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, Kim, over the last four years, you certainly can question um, selective mercy and some of the hypocrisy um, that we have seen uh, yeah, from that's people a, of faith. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to talk about that because, as you know, Elander, I've got some of everybody that sits at my dinner table. Yes. Right? Black, white, well, no, you, you, Asian, you don't Hispanic, no, anybody. No, i got all matter. kind of friends, it, right? So I've got two godsons. They're both white. Yep. I've got two grandsons. They're both white. So, I, you know, my family is a blended, mixed family. Yeah. So let me just start with that. Um, and I welcome anybody to my 
my dining room table. Well, maybe that's right. why you and I get along. Yeah. No, no. I, <laughs> biracial, right? That's right. Oh, that's bi- right. Me so being biracial. That's right. right. So a white you mom know, and a black dad. That's right. So, so the, the case in point, you yeah. know, you've got uh, we've got Elander here who does. It it it's fair to bring it up now because uh, we're talking about this episode, but you know, it's not like we would normally say, "Hey, Elander's got a black dad and a white mom," but. Now that we're talking about humanity, and you're yeah. going to understand some of that as we get into the episode, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. But it, here's how this started out. So I went and met some friends for coffee okay. uh, the other day, and uh, we were catching up from a long time ago, and they were actually having um, dinner with their pastors. Mm. And, and just for the sake of understanding the scenario— they're black and the pastors are white, right? And uh, they just said, hey, they were having a good time at the table. And then the pastor said, hey, you know, I am really tired of hearing about racism. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, me, I was like, what? You know, well, what did you say? (laughs) And uh, I said, did you tell them, right, because I'm sick of being discriminated against? Or, you know, (laughs) that's a chemism all the way. And uh, they said, no, we didn't say anything, um, you know, at the time. And I was a little bit disappointed because I think that we have to call people. I I agree, Kim. I think there's an opportunity um, to call people in the moment, to inform them, educate them, uh, and sometimes um, reprimand them. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't know, lack of words. That's I don't a rep- lack of a. You know what's a good thing rep- to say? I don't want to say reprimand. Yeah, but, but set the record straight. Right? Yeah, set the record straight, and the and the conversation sometimes has to get uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we got to be okay with a conversation. We got to be comfortable with a conversation going in an uncomfortable way to get to resolution. Is that fair? I mean, it certainly is fair. So I want to uh, give a few examples of, of what, what this happens, what happens rather. You know, we're in a, a time in life where, you know, there's not just an elephant in the room, right? It's in the room, tearing it up, running over everything. You know yep. that say, saying, there's an elephant in the room and nobody's looking at it? Well, you can't help but look at it. This one is all over the place. Yeah, it's you gone it wild. News, you see it everywhere you turn, social media, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. The elephant is tearing up the house. So here are a couple examples um, that I want to I talk about um, that w- we commonly hear sometimes uh, from our friends, right? It says, you know, you know I-, I love you, but I'm tired of hearing about it. So that's what the friends of mine, you know, got. One is, I love you, but I don't want to talk about it. Wow. Yeah. And I've got a good friend that that's happened before. Like, you know, hey, we're friends. Let's just not talk about this stuff and we'll be okay. You know, How do we solve anything that way. Well, you don't. Okay. That's what so we're going to sure, talk about. Yeah. You don't sure get, clear. you don't get anywhere. Yeah. Right. It's just uh, putting it under a blanket and walking away. Yeah. The other one is I love you and I don't agree with everything you know, going on with an administration right now, but I'm pro-life and I, I'm, I've got to vote with the ticket, right? And again, I'm going to say we're not talking about Republican or Democrats, yeah. right? And, you know, you can check with my family. I've voted for both, so I'm not... As have I, by the way. Yeah, I'm not... I don't pr- promote a party or anything like that um, ever. I just look at, 
you know, we look at the policies and things that, that mean a lot to us, right? right? So, you know, we're not talking about that, but what we want to do today is look at these things from a humanities perspective um, and where, and from God's perspective, right? So we were all created equal in God's sight, right? Listen, so you, you say that, right? There's a scripture, uh, Malachi 2 and 10. Do we not all have one father? Did not one God create us? Amen. Right? And I can go on and read that. But um, we, all, we all come from one That's heavenly it. father. We all come from a, a central place, and right? He created all of us in his image. Genesis, right. right? So, Absolutely. So, you know, that's the the standpoint that I'm speaking of uh, today, right? And so I want to go through, what I want to do, Elander, is I'm going to go through go. a few of these okay. uh, questions when I say, how do you love me? So I'm going to go through those, and then let's dialogue about about these. So when I, when I ask the question, it would say, how do you love me, you know, when you support any administration that embraces a known hate group and they told him to stand down and to stand by you know how do you love me you know when an administration says that people that look like me Mm -hmm. come from countries Mm -hmm. that are not desirable I won't use the word that was used but please don't yeah countries that are not desirable how do you love me when people who look like me are dying from routine traffic stops by people who are paid who are paid to protect me. How do you love me when an administration calls those people thugs and refuses to participate in some type of reform? How do you love me when an administration says there is no systemic racism? when people of color suffer racial injustice on a daily basis. How do you love me when people of color, their children are torn from parents and they've been kept in cages? Mm. How do you love me? How do you love me? So this is a personal question now. It, it, it is. Um, you know, Kim, it's a, it's a, it's a question that uh, flies in the face of everything. If you're, as a person of faith, a person that has a relationship with God, mm. a person that lives a spiritual life, not perfect. Right. Um, you're supporting this administration as a, as that person, it, none of it lines up with anything in the spirit of Christ in terms of the relationship, the love he has, the forgiveness, the grace he extends, right. um, the equality he, he has and, and the desire he has for all of his people. And it's interesting to me, it, it, it seems that most um, evangelicals that I know or, or people of faith that I know that support him get hung up on what you said. Uh, I, just, I vote pro-life. Yeah. And and I think you ask this question all the time of me. So 
get it. You, you, you care for the unborn, but right. do, do you care enough about me? Right. Do you care about me? Because I'm, I'm life. Yeah. I'm okay. And I, I'm pro-life by the way, yeah. I'm, I'm pro-life in the womb and out of the womb. Yes. So I want to be clear that I'm not sitting here thinking I'm only for uh, the unborn children. I'm absolutely for unborn children. And I know those are children who don't have a voice. You know, they can't speak on their own accord. But I, what about when that life gets here mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. need to be fed or they need to be clothed? Yep. Um, how do you love, how do we love them then, right? Are we, are we doing things, uh, whether it's in the church or whether it's within our government institutions to protect this life once it gets here, right? So I'm very much so, you know, pro-life, um, but the response I get is, is what you're saying, you know, it is usually that, you know, I'm pro-life, so I've got to stick with the administration, right? You know, and I've just got to throw something in here. Um, this has been a time because of humanitarian issues, not policy, right? Mm-hmm. That so many people have stepped up and said, you know, I'm, I'm not staying with the administration, Right, I've got to go yeah. and do something. I've got to cast something the other way because so many lines have been crossed. Right, yep. and and I got to be honest. I would love to have uh, some a person uh, who is not my color uh, that you know is is on more of a conservative side and ask them. I wish they were at the table now to say how how do you deal with this and then deal with me? You know what does that mean? For me, yeah, right, and it's funny because when things don't uh, impact us mm-hmm. uh, directly, yeah, you know, we tend to be okay with it. Well, and I think that goes back to your point earlier. Um, and when we're starting to have these moments of truth, if you will, when we're we're faced with this conversation that you're unwilling to have, right? So you never get to have this feeling of empathy if you never understand or look through. Uh, look at life through the lens of right. the other person. Um, and I think what Jesus always did, he always looked at you for not what you were at the moment. Yes. And what he still does today. That's right. What you are supposed to be in God's eyes and what you were predestined before the creation of earth. Right. Right. He knew we were destined for greatness. Right. Um, and it didn't matter. I'm going to say this. And, and, and he literally it didn't matter whether you were, Jew or Gentile. Right, exactly. He said, we, we, you know, the, the Gentiles were grafted in. We're all accepted, right? We're all right? accepted. Which is, which is amazing in itself when you think about that. And so, you know, I've, I don't want to just say, hey, I've come to this hard conclusion, but I need somebody to help me here. I'm just yeah. saying, thinking, you know, I've concluded that uh, a couple of my um, Caucasian white brothers and sisters you know, when we've dialogued about this and we don't get anywhere, I'm, I, I want to ask you the question, how do you love me? Do you love me? Yeah. You know, I just, I'm not, and you know, the response you think you get, of course I love you. Yeah. Right. And again, we're talking about agape, unconditional love, right? We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about pro-life. We're talking about life. I am a life. Yeah. But Kim, you know, so many, throughout the history of time, so many folks in power have used the Bible to justify oppression. Absolutely. And none different than today. Right. And, and yes. none different than today. Right? Yes. And so 
Um, the, the second part of that for me would be this, is that you're, you're almost shocking their core value system and belief of who they are when you start to question right. The, right. these things and present evidence that suggests what you have learned right. has not been the full truth. Right. You're not walking in the full truth of what you learned. Right. And either way, we're living a lie in that moment, right? So um, there's, a, there's a woman named Jane Elliott who does these amazing studies on race. And she's a white woman. And she does these amazing conversations on race that really shock the value system of every white audience she's ever done it with. Is it? Did she, White Fragility, did she write that book? Uh, I'm not sure that she okay. wrote that book. Was... So, no, but um, audience, please look her up. She does amazing conversations, but they're very difficult. Yeah. Because your, your value system of who you think you are is now in question. And then as, as a Christian, you know, you're taught that, um, for early age, think about this, and, and we don't want to have this conversation in this country, but the Bible was used to justify slavery. The, right, the, that's the exactly right. The thing that happened in the history of our country. <laughs> right. So for our, for when you have that, so when you have that moment of truth with your friends that you know, and you're asking them, how do you love, how, how do you love me? Wow, that's that question, and, and I know you, right? So yeah. I know how well versed <laughs> you are in the Bible. I know how much you love God. So there's not a whole lot of places they can run from truth. Hey, and, and neither can I, no, right? No. So it's a, it's a two-sided uh, street in terms of I can't run from it either. But I, I want to tell you this. I, you know, sometimes I, have to, I feel like I have to come up with the conclusion like, okay. And I, I've got one friend in particular. I've got to call him and say, you know what? I, you know, I think I've concluded I don't think you really do love me. You know, and and they're going to be shocked. And I'm not trying to throw a sword or anything. I'm just opening up a real conversation. Truth. Yeah. It's what you do. Truth and right. love. And I'm going back to agape love, right? Mm -hmm. Love trusts. Love protects. Love is truth, yeah. right? Love suffers long. Yes, love is not. So that is the definition of love that I'm coming from, right? Absolutely. And I know I, I want to challenge all of our listeners out there today. This is a hard conversation to have, but we have to come to the table to discuss these issues, period. We have to do it. To my black brothers and sisters, look, you can no longer be silent. You got to come to the table. Yeah. Kim, I, think, I, I just think that's so important. I think every opportunity you have to either inform, educate, yes. to connect, to dialogue, to go through these difficult conversations with people who are oblivious for whatever reasons. Right. And, and you know, it's funny I, I, what I'm saying to um, when I said, hey, look, my black brothers and sisters, don't don't be silent. Don't be silent and then go away mad and tell somebody else what you couldn't sit down and have a conversation and be truthful with the person who offended you or that you never got any reconciliation from, there you right? Go, Kim. There you go. Because you'll stay in that place, and that does nothing except harbor bitterness and anger. Oh, we know right? about that, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Maybe you don't. <laughs> uh, listen, and, and, and the truth is, it, everybody thinks it has to be this thing on a grand scale, right? On this mag, this grand platform in which you make a difference. But we make the biggest difference in these little moments. That's right. These singular moments moment by moment, changing and, 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 and engaging people through through dialogue that, that is going to, you know, get them to a different place 
potentially, hopefully, yes. if we do it the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not going to be easy either. I just no, got to say that. It's <laughs> never going to be easy. But look, uh, you know, anything worth fighting for is usually not easy, Amen. right? Amen. And so, you know, and to my white brothers and sisters, look, I just want to say, guys, you have an obligation to dialogue with us, yes. right? To sit down at the table. You know, if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, right? you know, and we love each other, can't we hammer this stuff out? We don't always have to get to a place of agreement in that particular time, in that particular day, but you've got to start the conversation somewhere, right? And there are certain things that are just human decency, yeah. right? So it's not about, and so when I've mentioned some of the things earlier, I don't think anybody that I know uh, has embraced the concepts of, you know, coming from a country that is not desirable and none of my white friends would say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but you've made up that, you know, this whole racial thing with the police. They, they all would say, you know, they get it. But it's, it's time to not just say, I get it and walk away from the table. Let's really talk about what, is, what means something to us in light of what is going on in the current administration. Don't be what um, Dr. Martin Luther King deemed the moderate white. Mm. Right. And yeah. So in, in being a moderate white, you see what's going on and you understand what's going on. But yet you say, now is not the time. Wait for this moment. I'm, you know, um, I, 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 I'm not like that. Right. Yeah. You're not for sure. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what, yeah. the, that's the conversation that comes from them. Um, and so we, we, we have to be engaging. They have to be engaging. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got you. I think I misunderstood when you said uh, now is the time. You were talking about other people, not yourself. I misunderstood yeah, something no, you were no. saying. So, I got so, you. So, yeah, so now is the time mm-hmm. for our white brothers and sisters yeah. to engage and not just say now is not the time. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you for clarifying gotcha. that. Yeah, yeah. I was not, yeah. Yeah, um, I got you. Sorry about that. But I, you know how one of the best ways uh, to do this, just go to dinner, Okay. And begin to, you know, I remember someone was saying, you know, we should have more forums on race relations. And I thought, I, now just go to dinner uh, with your with your friends, or I'm you know, yeah, yeah, well, like because I like to eat. No, so Nicole and I have figured this out. Always trying to find a way to bring Nicole into this. That whenever we want to have our most serious conversations, the ones that are the, just the toughest, where we don't want to get to a place mm. of demeaning each other, degrading, just like when you're having heated battles and discussions with your spouse, that your strong view, you have a strong mind and strong view about, go to a public restaurant, have dinner. <laughs> yeah. You won't. It won't escalate. Yeah, it won't. But you will stay there and sit there. And talking and hammer it out. It's literally what happens. And you have several. You find that your relationship grows, right? It goes to a deeper level. It's not this superficial level that, you know, people have wanted to gloss over. I've been there. I've done that, right? Yep. So I'm going to say this, guys. Look, unless we come to the table to discuss these difficult issues, the divide will only get bigger. Amen. Right. So that's why it's a sense of urgency. It, it has to be done. I'm committed to having tough conversations with my friends, with my family about many topics. Yeah. Right. But uh, definitely about this. And Elander, as you know, I, you know, I told you I've got a lot of 
my life is very eclectic, mm-hmm. right? It's eclectic music-wise. It's eclectic race-wise. It's mm-hmm. just eclectic. It's always going to be. And Rascal not only... Flats. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Rascal Flats, that's right. The Broken Road, I introduced you to that song, right? I in, Country I played, music. I, I played it in a church one Sunday, and the church started crying. Yeah, and you played that version played by that, Rascal Flats? I played that version, and the entire church yeah. started crying. See, that's a great, you know, there's some other ones out there, but I, I think he wrote it. I didn't mean to get sidebar with my No, that's EP, all right. But I just thought you you are a classic. <laughs> and you, I, I had to at least amplify that. You had to throw that out in there, right? So engage, guys, I want to challenge our listeners. Uh, engage with your brothers and sisters of different races and different colors. We are all created equal in God's eyes. I can't ever say that enough, right? And I want to close out with this quote by James Baldwin. And he says this, We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. So really, I am wrapping it up here now. So I just want to tell everyone, you know, this is what I really, really feel and think, that if, you know, you're a person who supports any administration that embraces hatred and ideologies that look to oppress me and other people that look like me and deny my humanity and right to exist with dignity. As I read what Baldwin so eloquently pointed out so many years ago, it is not okay to simply tell me or us that you love us, but we will have to agree to disagree. It's also, it's not okay to tell us that you love us, but then go and justify supporting such an administration and hiding behind the rhetoric that, you know, one person, you or whoever must support a pro-life ticket, regardless of the cost to my life or anybody, any person of color, that regardless to the cost of their lives. You know, in my opinion, this kind of excuse leads me to really one conclusion. You love me and others who look like me, and your concern for our lives ended, though, the moment we left the womb. That's what I feel like. So I'm inviting us again today, let us come to the table then in God's love and truth and discuss, how do you love me? Thank you for joining us today on Truth Love, where our mission is always to speak God's truth in love as we follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life.